12, verse number 1. Uh, let me back up to verse 39 of John 11 and 5. Where the Bible says, All these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. That's interesting. I'm glad to God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with patience and with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, for who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. This is a beautiful, interesting text, and I think what the Hebrew writer here is trying to is trying to do is trying to uh, show concern for the church uh, that seems to have gotten into a, a state uh, of complacency. <coughs> yeah. He's trying to discourage that 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 lackadaisical kind of uh, disposition that that was being displayed. He wanted them to never lose that, that fire in the belly that they had for God. He wanted them to stay encouraged in the midst of even the most difficult circumstances. And I think that that is a word for the church even today. Don't ever, don't ever get discouraged in the midst of some dark situations. Don't ever allow what you see going on around you to keep you from having that that fire in your gut to please God. Always, always be willing to do whatever you can, even over and beyond when it comes to pleasing him. And, and the way that he does that is in chapter 11, he goes through the, the faith hall of fame. He just names one after the other, after the other, after the other, who had faith in God and, and what that kind of faith he wanted them to know that that if you ever gonna if you ever gonna make it through this journey, you got to trust in God more than you trust in anything else. I would tell us even in here this morning that as we as we move through life, as you grow older in life, as you begin to mature in your spiritual faith, you've got to make sure that your faith remains strong. You would you would think you would think that the older we get, the the easier would it would get. Let me let you in on a secret. It don't it don't get easier. In fact, sometimes it gets just that much more difficult because you've seen more, you've experienced more, and your faith can get tried more. So so what he does is he lists he lists one after the other. Uh, Abel and Noah, all these folk who were pillars of faith. And he wanted us to understand that if they could do it, you can do it as well. The difference is they did theirs without ever receiving the promise. But God has placed you 
in a, in a better situation because you know your faith will be rewarded. You know your faith is going to be rewarded one day. Y'all got to let, let me show you a couple of these, and I ain't going to keep it too long. Look at look at what he does in chapter in chapter twelve, verse one. He said, "Therefore, based on based on what you have just witnessed, in all of these folk who had faith, all of these folk who were strong in their faith, who did it without receiving a reward, I want you to notice that theirs didn't get the promise; yours will. And based on what they did, because of what they have done." He says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by those witnesses, surrounded by those witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Let's just, let's just, let's just pause for a minute. Right, right, right there. He said, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, all of these folk who can testify. You know, he's using legal terms. Witnesses testify to stuff. Witnesses show up to give their testimony on something. If you want to know what truth is, you call in a credible witness. Is that right? I might be wrong. I ain't mine. But, but, but witnesses tell a story. Witnesses have something to say. He said, and since we are surrounded by all of these folk who have a testimony, who have something to say, that ought to encourage us to live a certain kind of way. He gives, he gives, a, he gives a command. He said, he said let, us, let, us, let us run. The command is, let us, let us, let us run. Because we are surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us, let us, let us run. Let us run. The command is simple in this text. You gotta be, you gotta be involved in a race. You involved in the race of your life. Every one of us sitting in here this morning. You are involved in the race of your life. Losing is not an option. You're involved, you're, you're involved in a race that is, the, that is the difference between life and death for you. And, and we, don't, we don't have the option of saying, well, I don't think I'm going to run this time. Everybody in here is involved in a race. And what the Hebrew writer says is that I want you to be successful in this race. And in order for you to be successful, just look at how other folk have run around you. Look around and see how others have run this race. You, you've seen them go through some, some God day. Who, who suffered more than Abel at the hand of his brother? Who, who, more, who more than Abel had, had gone through some dark days when even his brother slew him because Abel got faith offered a more excellent sacrifice than his brother. Oh, I wish somebody was in it. Well, I, we, got to, we got to have that same kind of tenacity in our faith. He said, just look around. You'll see folk. And even if you don't see them in Hebrews chapter 11, most of us know somebody, whether it was my grandmother or my grandfather, may have been a strong uncle or aunt, but you have seen faith lived out. 
And now those folk, through their life of faith, have a testimony to give you. And they're saying to you, baby, don't give up on your race. Don't you give up on your race. You run in the race of your life. And in order for you to be successful in this race, the Hebrew writer said, that's some stuff you got to do. That's some stuff you got to do. First thing, you observe those who run before you. But then he said, you've got to make sure that you lay aside every weight. Isn't that interesting? That was a lot of You ever seen a runner? Y'all, y'all, I mean, y'all, anybody know any runners? Anybody in there track? Track and field? Yes, no, maybe? One hand? Anybody? Okay. <laughs> Fred ran ran track. <laughs> uh, I never ran track. Uh, I see track don't do that. Uh, but I've seen I've seen folk who ran track, and I've never seen a person get on a track in combat boots. <laughs> I've never seen them get on the field with ankle weights. Uh, in fact, in fact, in fact, uh, uh, sometimes you get you get cramped. Ooh, they need to put some more clothes on. <laughs> Y'all remember Flo Joe with the one leg? Okay, yeah, I thought I. But 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 that, the 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 thing is is that when you get ready to run. You want to lighten the load as much as possible. You want to get rid of as much stuff that's going to slow you down or hinder you in your race. You know, I, uh, I'm going to tell y'all this. I, uh, I had, I had one, of the, one, of the, one of the worst uh, experiences in my life. Uh, when I was when I was on a boat and the boat sank and one of my best friends and his 15 year old stepson drowned. That was one of the worst days of my life. That was a nightmare. And uh, I can I can talk about it and tell it now. You usually don't talk about it. But I, I was I, I, I distinctly remember that when I was when I was trying to to come up out of the water, I had a I had a ring from from my job a service ring that made my arm feel like I couldn't rest, and somehow I pulled that ring off. This is true stuff, and dropped it in the middle of Lake Tawaka just so that I could try to fish my way back to the surface of the water. I remember kicking my shoes off just so that my feet could feel free as I tried to struggle to get back to the top of the water. In this, in this journey of Christianity and faith, y'all, we hold on to too much stuff. That slows us down during our journey. Whole bunch of us walking around with stuff attached to us. And all it's doing 
is keeping you from being as successful as you can be. Y'all, we got to start getting rid of some stuff on us. If we are successful, go to run this race. And what Hebrew writer said is, lay it aside. Get it, get it off of you. Get rid of some stuff. We all got some stuff that needs to be laid aside. We drag it around every day like a ball and chain. And all it does is slow us down in the race. He said, notice who's around you. Look, at, look, 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 you see him? All of those folk who ran before you, they did it. Let that encourage you. But now you got to look away from them and look at you. And you see all of this stuff tied to you. Ah, we need to let some stuff go. He said, lay aside every weight. Let me just give you a caveat. How much time I got? I know I was late. Uh, every weight is not a sin. Y'all know that? He said, he said, left side, every weight. But every weight is not a sin. He said, left side, every weight and the sin. So every weight is not sin. But every weight ain't good for you. All right. Lord Jesus. Just because it ain't sinful, ought not justify me keep keeping it stuck to me. Just because something might not be sinful, don't mean that it may be draining me of my productivity in the kingdom. Having a noxious friends ain't sinful. I wish I could get it. I didn't have to be at all with this. That's all right. But that same obnoxious friend don't do nothing for me. And I can't seem to live without him. <laughs> he said, lay aside every weight. You know, you know what weights you got attached to you, just like I know which ones I have attached to me. And he says to all of us, if you are going to be successful in this race, you got to learn how to lay it aside. He said, lay aside every weight. Not so everyone. And the sin which does so easily ensnares us. Which so easily traps us. Which so easily <coughs> trips us up <coughs> and catches us off guard. I want you to notice this real carefully. He said, lay aside every weight, multiple weights, and the sin, singular sin, which so easily snares us. Everybody, everybody in here. I don't care how spiritual you are. Okay, how long you been in church? I don't care about you know your lineage in church. I'm talking about you and me right now. Everybody in here today has a the sin. 
got one? I got one. I ain't telling you mine. <laughs> and I don't want to know what yours is. I'm just trying to tell you that we all got a the sin. And the Hebrew writer says, if you want to be successful in this journey, you've got to lay aside every way. And whatever your thing is, you got to figure out how to get rid of it. Is this too close? Let me get a little closer then. Some of, some of us been dealing with this, this one thing Seem like that. You just can't get past it. No matter what you do, it keeps coming up over and over and over again. I can try, but it seems like I just can't get away from it. Now, that's my that's my kryptonite. It does it every time. I just can't, I just can't move beyond. See, every, every weight may not be sin, but every sense can lead you to destruction. He said, lay aside every weight, every weight, and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And a snare is only a trap. And the trap belongs to Satan. And Satan uses a trap to ensnare God's people. The genius of the trap is that the devil knows what bait you like. And the only way he can ensnare me is that he puts the bait I like in my trap and put my trap where I'm going to be so he knows he stands every available opportunity to catch me every time. So you want to know why it is you can't never get over this, you can't never get past that, you can't never get beyond this or that. It's because the devil knows what you like. that one thing that's holding you up from being all you need to be a 
He said, lay aside every weight. Lay aside every weight. And the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You know, when you run in a race, uh, one, of the, one of the things that, uh, that can disqualify you in your race is what? You got any chance? <laughs> cheating, okay. Sometimes you don't be, you don't be planning to cheat. Learn how to stay in your lane. One reason a whole lot of folk get in trouble <laughs> is that they always stepping outside of their lane. I'm trying, y'all. He tells us it's a race. But in order to run a good, successful race, you can't, you can't, you can't run your race. Looking around to see where everybody else always is. Because if I look to see where you are, I'm going to start stepping out of my lane. See, you can't always be worried about everything going on around you. You've got to focus on staying where God has put you and run your race faithfully for Him. You got to stay in your lane. He said, in the way that you make sure that you stay in your lane, quit looking at what I'm doing. And you can tell me how I rock my head and close my eyes and wave my hand and clap in church. You pay way too much attention to me. What difference does it make if I stood up, if I shouted, if I ran around the building? Whatever that was, you need to take your, your purpose, your vision off of me. And he said, look unto Jesus. Quit paying so much attention to me. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you start watching me too close, I'm going to let you down as much as you let me down. He said, but you got to look <coughs> unto Jesus. Who is the beginning and the end of my faith. He said, when you, when you, when you got your focus right, when you locked in on the right thing, you know you can run this race successfully. Because Jesus, he is the finish line. He is the finish line. What are you chasing after? What are you, what are you trying to achieve? I'm trying to as much as I may, to end my Christian walk, to become more like him. I want to be more Christ-like. I want to be more like Jesus. I want to, I want to start thinking like he thinks. I want to start seeing stuff like he sees it. I want him to be the objective of my race. I want to finish just like him. Because, let me tell you this and I'm done. It ain't enough just to finish. 
you want to make sure you finish well. Doesn't matter how you start. Doesn't matter the bumps in the, in the, in the road along the way. We all going to have it. What makes the difference is not how I start. Not how I handle every mishap along the way. What ultimately makes the difference is how you're going to finish. How you're going to end your race. I want you to finish with looking unto Jesus with the author and the finisher of your faith. You may be here this morning and you've been been running your race and struggling along the way. You may, you may, you may have some stuff on that you really don't need to be trying to run in. Maybe you need to, maybe you need to get rid of some stuff. Maybe you need to lay it aside. Maybe you need to recognize that 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 sin that 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 troubles you every day just may be the devil's way of trying to draw you away from your sure foundation. And the way that you can ensure that you that you can be successful, make sure that you stand on that. Make sure that Jesus is what's in front of you and not others who are running beside you. And keeping your eyes on him will ensure that you will keep your eyes on the prize. God is calling somebody in here. Somebody who's been who's been running, but your running has been difficult. He wants to lighten the load this morning. But you got to be willing to come to him and ask. God wants to do something special in your life. And he wants to see you finish well with him. But you got to be willing to put your trust and your faith and your confidence in him. He's calling your name. But you got to put your hand in his. I'm begging you. Come, come right here. And be with him while we sing. While we sing. A song of the people.